Welcome to the Smiling Homeschooler Podcast. My name is Ben Wilson, and this week I was joined by another homeschooling veteran, Pat Mills, who is also the social media manager for Apologia. She has years of homeschooling experience, and I'm sure you're going to be encouraged by what she has to share. Before we begin, I just want to say thank you to Teaching Textbooks for sponsoring the Smiling Homeschooler. You can check out a free demo of their new 4.0 version of the curriculum over on their website, teachingtextbooks.com. But let's get started. But uh, we are joined by tonight by Pat Mills, and I'll let her introduce herself in just one second. Uh, but Pat, do you? Uh, I know here we got about like eight or nine inches of snow last night. Where are you from, and 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 did you get any snow the last day or two? Uh, yeah, I'm outside of Memphis, Tennessee, okay. out in the country, and we have like maybe four inches right now, okay. and more starting sometime in the middle of the night <laughs> which is that, a, that is that a decent amount for you guys down there i mean because you don't get so super frequently do you no we haven't had this kind of snow and i, I can't remember oh, when. Wow. um we normally don't really even get winter weather and when we do it's ice yeah <laughs> <laughs> so to just have fresh fluffy snow oh, out that, here is great that's fun and i mean does everyone freak out and shut down you know because do you guys have plows and all that kind of stuff down there or well, it, it it's kind of funny. They had a plow truck coming out. Now I'm way out in the in the country. Yeah, so you I'm weren't getting it either way. <laughs> and um, so I was surprised when I did see a plow truck from the state come down our road the other day, but it came down before the real accumulation did. <laughs> yeah. So it didn't do any good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's how it goes. No, yeah, we had. Uh, it's been really cold here for I don't know. We've probably been under. Uh, probably under 20 degrees for a week or two now. Uh, so it's pretty, it's been pretty cold. And so we've had this like snow and then snow and then snow, not a lot until last night, but it's just accumulated. To, we probably already had five or six inches and then we got another probably seven or eight. So we're, uh, we're, we've got quite a bit here. We're right up near Lake Michigan. So we always get kind of that lake effect, but um, so, but tonight, uh, dad is actually, uh, unfortunately couldn't join us tonight. He wanted to, but he, uh, didn't realize he had actually, uh, had another event. He is speaking to an Amish group. Uh, we live near a big Amish community up in Northern Indiana. So he is in the town of Shipshawana. It is called, uh, speaking to, a, 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 a group there tonight. So, but he should be back next week. Um, but we're joined tonight by Pat Mills. She, ha you might've actually seen her in some of the comments, uh, section of our, uh, of our post. I, I, she, we've, I've seen you a lot in there and really engaged, but you work for Apologia, but would you maybe kind of just introduce yourself and kind of tell everyone a little bit about you and your family? Um, uh, okay. Yeah. I, I'm married to my husband, Jeff, and we've been married for over 34 years and we have three girls. Uh, two of them are married now and one's here at home, but um, we homeschooled, we started homeschooling when my oldest one was in the, starting the fourth grade. She had went to public school out here in a little county school and homeschooling was just kind of coming up around in our church. And, and I'm talking, this was, we were trying to figure out the exact year. We're talking, this was like in either like 1997 or 98. We yeah. can't remember. <laughs> yeah. So back in the, um, back in the she, day. <laughs> um, she is now in in her 30s um she went on to college which that's part of what i like to talk about when i try to encourage moms um i have another daughter mary and she just gave me my first grandchild she had a i have Aww, a grandson that's now that's three months old and then my youngest one is still she's living here at home but um she had went on to a cosmetology school and graduated and so she works in the hair salon area but they all three picked different routes 
And that's, you know, I like to cover that when I talk to homeschool moms about being prepared for whichever route, whatever path your child wants to, to take. But um, we've lived in the country now for about 32 years. I was a city girl. And <laughs> um, when we first moved out here, I didn't know how, yeah. how I was going to make it. Uh, a real quick funny story is we moved out here in the summertime. So when the daylight savings time was ending mm. and I was coming home from work one day, I got to the house and I was kind of upset. And I asked my husband, I said, did you know there's no streetlights on these poles all the way down this road? Cause we live like seven, eight miles out from the little town. Right. And he said, did you not know that? I said, no, where I come from, you see a pole, you assume there's a light on the top of it. <laughs> and so my first time to come home from work in the dark, and that's when I realized I am in the country. <laughs> <laughs> that is definitely a, definitely a change, I'm sure. But I mean, cause back at the time, yeah. what kind of got you into homeschooling and what, how did you decide to do that? You know, um, I had already, I, my background is I graduated from college with um, computer programming and operating degree. And that was back in the day when it was still big mainframes, mm -hmm. um, a lot of pro heavy programming to run, you know, companies, corporations were just starting to get all computerized when I graduated from college back in the eighties. And, um, but it came to a point where God was starting to show me that my husband was raising our, at the time we had two girls and that my husband was really raising them because I was, my job in the field I was in, women had to really push harder mm -hmm. to make it, it, that was considered a men's, a man's world back then in the computers. It's not that way now. So anyway, I was all computer, I mean, um, just career centered. Right. I was going to make it. That's what I went to college for. It's what I had to do. And so God started changing me. And first I came home from what I called the corporate world because I knew I needed to be the one raising my girls. But then that's when a couple of other families in our church, they started into the homeschooling field. And so I thought, well, this is really interesting. I always thought I wanted to teach, <laughs> but mm -hmm. I ended up in computers. So, um, and then it ended up that given um, a few health problems that I had that um, started really kind of kicking up after we decided to look into homeschooling, that it benefited our family for, for me to homeschool for that reason also, to have them here and me not trying to keep up with school schedules and activities and, and all of that that comes with. So that kind of is what got us started, but we thought it was just a short-term thing to get us yeah. through that little period, but it became the way, our way of life very quickly, and we never thought of anything else. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And just never thought to change our minds. Well, that's so cool. I mean, those were kind of, you know, the relatively early days of homeschooling. I mean, how do you feel like it looked different back at that time versus now? Well, I know you probably hear this a lot from uh, moms that started back then with like I did or even further back. We did not have a lot of curriculum yeah. to choose from. Um, and you did not have the resources. Um, even the Internet was not, you know, there was no social media back then. Right. You were lucky to get in. I don't even know if y'all most people will remember this, but you were lucky to get into like a Yahoo group right. <laughs> to yeah. message each other. <laughs> I mean, like there just wasn't the support of it. And, um, and so it was very hard, 
you you had to just trial and error or hope you found somebody who had started before you and lived close enough by so that they could help you. But uh, me and a few other families at our church, we just kind of huddled together and thought, okay, let's get through this. But the funny thing is, is we all three were doing three different styles of homeschooling Mm. um, back then. Yeah, that's interesting. I mean, obviously that still happens today, but I mean, at the time, did you have, uh, did, you know, did you, did people think you're kind of crazy or did you, you know, the family members or anything like that? Oh or? my gosh. Yes. <laughs> oh, oh, don't, I mean, the stories you could write, oh, um, yeah. my parents were, they were always supportive, but they always, they, I knew they were watching, right. You know yeah. what I mean? They were just, just waiting. Um, and then, and um, I did have one one time. I won't say who, in case whoever may listen or watch this. <laughs> I had one person in my life just thought I had wasted all my college education. Right. Why did I go to college if I was going to quit work and stay home? They had not. That was just unheard of. I wasted it. And I didn't see it that way. Um, I, I firmly believe that everything you go through in life is for a reason. And whether you don't see it right then, you're going to see it later. Yeah that you go through it for a reason. So yeah, we had, we had a lot of opposition. We had friends who thought we were doing something really strange and weird. Um, and yet the school that my daughter was in up through third grade, there was nothing wrong with that school at all. Um, I, when I quit working full time, I all of a sudden was the PTA president and, you know, and I was very involved. But I remember that the vice principal, when I went in her office to tell her I was going to pull my daughter out and homeschool her the next school year, she told me she told me herself, and she had been in the educational field in the Memphis area for over 30-something years at that time. And she told me, she said, you're doing the best thing you could ever mm. do. Because already at that point, back in the early 90s, public schools were already trying to fight through so much red tape and and regulations and you have to do this and you had to cover this and this had to do this this way. I asked the the vice principal, I said, well, how long, I didn't even know how many hours should I homeschool her. I'm like, what am I looking at? She said, if you cover two to three hours a day of schoolwork, you have covered more than what these teachers get mm-hmm. with actually teaching your child. So I knew then that I was doing the right thing. I was now taking a full day that my child was away from home and fixing to consolidate yeah. it into two or three hours. Plus we weren't going to have the evening homework. Right. That's huge. We were, you know, so um, I knew, I knew then I was doing the right thing. And so I had some supporters, but I also had some that was, yeah. well, I just think they were looking watching to see if it was going to be for them. Yeah, for sure. I mean, that's really cool that she actually, you know, was pretty honest and and, and said that because I feel like a lot of people, it's not that same story. So that's pretty neat. But so how did your homeschooling look like at the beginning? And has it changed at all over the years? Or, uh, you know, kind of speak on that because it seems like that's a common thread. Well, when we first started, because I didn't know what I was doing. And then, like I said, it wasn't long after that we started that I started having some health problems. And so sometimes our days did not look like regular days to other people. The best thing for us was we started with what a lot of people know as the, um, what do they call the company now? The Paces. Mm. 
that it was like uh can't remember it, if they're now called ACE right. Aces School of Tomorrow. I think so, yeah. We were doing those like because that. it was very simple as far as the instructions for the parent to be able to teach the child. And I was just trying to get my feet wet. I just needed to figure out what were we doing? How are we going to do this? And then I needed it to be easy enough that when somebody else had to watch my girls while I was at the hospital or at doctor's appointments, that it was easy enough for somebody to be able to help them. And so we started off with that just to get our feet going. And um, we soon, a couple of years into it, I started getting going into other curriculums but it was all trial and error it was I mean I I lucked out that my first start of homeschooling my daughter had already went to school through third grade she already I said I had it easy she already knew how to read and write of course (laughs) they covered that fairly quickly but um they already had her and what like when they do all of those tests that they would do throughout the school year, you know, different kind of testing. They already had placed her in some what they called for a third grader in honors classes. And what I was seeing from the kids in these classes, the stress level that had been put on these children, um, they know they not only were, they weren't concerned about just making an A, they needed to make the higher four points something past the friend sitting next to them. Mm-hmm. And this was third grade. And I thought, what pressure. Yeah. Um, the children shouldn't even be concerned with that. They should just, they should only be concerned with the fact that they learned what they needed to learn. And they should not have been that involved in the grading process. That's how I thought as a parent. And my own daughter was going through the same thing. She felt like she couldn't measure up because her four point what was not matching the other kids. Yeah. And that was another um, reason I was thankful to start homeschooling. Um, And I'll say this, at this point, all of my years of homeschooling, um, and my girls were all spaced out five years apart in age. We didn't really plan that. That's just how the Lord gave them to us. And so we homeschooled for, I know there's, there's other families homeschooling much longer than we are, but for three kids, we homeschooled a long time. <laughs> right, yeah, a long period of time. <laughs> um, but with that first daughter, because of what she went through at the public school and the stress and, and, and the stomach aches over their grade, I never pressed grades with my children. Mm-hmm. I graded their work, and I either let them know that you need to go back and learn it again, or you got this, and let's move on to the next thing. Well, this carried on all the way through her school years. And then she went on to college. And when it was time to graduate from college, she had went by the school, picked up her cap and gown and her paperwork. And she went back to her job she had at the time. And she calls me on the phone and she says, Mom, um, I got all my paperwork, but you're going to have to look at this. There's something on this envelope and it's written in another language. (laughs) She's like, "Um, I don't know what it says. And so um, when I saw it, she was graduating from college with honors, which I knew that. And she was graduating, I believe hers was the magna cum laude. She didn't know what it was because we didn't do honor society and we didn't do grade point averages. And I told her that when she got home and I had a chance to look at it. I said, do you not, did you not pay attention? 
and what you were getting in the mail at the end of every semester, you kept getting these certificates. And she's like, well, I just stacked them up. And she said, is that why I have a different collar? I saw some other students with these collars with their gown, you know, graduation cap and gowns. And she's like, but not everybody had that color of a collar. Hmm. She said, it's... <laughs> and so that's neat though. That I was so proud of her, yeah. but it also helped me to know I was doing the right thing. Right my girls were not growing up worrying were they making the same grades as the kids in the next family and the next homeschool family they were just doing what me and their father was asking right. them to do and asking them to learn and we just didn't put grades in front of them yeah so, so. that's our little <laughs> funny story that i like to i like to tell that to other parents to let them know, yes, you need to keep up with the grades and the grading. But the great thing about homeschooling is you just stick on whatever principle or whatever component, whatever the subject may be of what you're covering. You stick with it until they learn it. It's not public school right. where I'm sorry you didn't grab this, but the other 25 kids, we have to move on. And then that child is left behind and never grasps that principle. So that's why we, my girls did not really, um, really pay much attention to yeah. the grading process. I really like that. Cause I mean, and you can even adjust that a little bit, you know, if, even if you're, cause you yourself are basically grading for the purpose of understanding of what's their comprehension of this right. thing that they're doing, you know? So if you're looking at math and you can see, Hey, they're missing half of what they're doing right now. Clearly, you know, it's not so much just for the sake of, Oh, they got my kid got all A's, but I'm not going to tell them it's that you can actually tell where they are in that subject. Uh, but Roger said, do you think parents feel the pressure that your child felt back then, do you think parents feel that pressure now, you know, of uh, comparing uh, and feeling like they have to be, their kids have to perform against all the other ones? Do you think that's a problem? Yeah, I see it every day. Um, with my job covering social media, mm -hmm. I read a lot of homeschool moms post and probably from some dads. And one of the biggest things that just hurts my mama's heart so hard, is, and I just was reading some this afternoon, moms are concerned because their five-year-old just is not getting the reading they can't read yeah and i'm like oh my goodness back in the day of my kids you were starting to teach them phonics and the alphabet at five and it's great when some kids are reading at age five middle daughter she did not grasp reading and have a full um a good level of comprehension Oh. well in comprehension of what she was reading until she was about nine or 10 years mm -hmm. old. Well, I, I was telling to those parents, don't compare yes. your kids to other kids. It is totally fine if it takes your child until seven or eight years old to read, but yet another child's reading at age five. Yeah. Don't hold a child back, but don't feel like you failed them or you can't homeschool because they're not reading yet. Every child is different. Yeah, my girls were different. Totally. Now that is so encouraging. That is so true and so encouraging. I mean, my family, it is all across the board in terms of, you know, yes. my sisters were super young. You know, I was a little bit younger, but then some of my brothers were older. You know, it's just, 
And, you know, out of eight, it's probably about half, you know, half or one way, about half the other way, maybe a little bit less than that, but it's all across the board. But real quick here, I just want to take a quick minute to thank Teaching Textbooks for sponsoring us. Uh, we've worked with them a couple years now, but we've used their math curriculum for years and years within. Um, I, I used it, my siblings have used it, and they're still using it even now. Um, they just launched a new version, which is version 4.0, which adds a ton of new features. Uh, it includes this new sketch mode, which I think is super cool. So you can your child can actually work out the problems right within the curriculum, so they don't even have to use paper if you don't want to. Uh, but it works on any device that has an internet browser, you know, so including Windows, Macs, Chromebooks, and smartphones. Uh, so it's very easy to use, and you can use it almost anywhere. Um, but they're an awesome company. We help. We think that they help more homeschoolers smile during math time. And you should go check out their free demo over at teachingtextbooks.com. We really appreciate their support. Um, so one thing you mentioned, though, uh, before we move on to a couple other questions, was you said something about your daughter in college. Was that the story you told? I just wanted to make sure that you shared what you mentioned earlier. And you, yes, okay, that cool. she. I kept grading so just on the papers. Mm -hmm. And just for the umbrella school we were listed mm -hmm. under, it was more for them. Yeah. And so she had no idea, you know. That's so cool. That there was all this honor society level. And, and I'm not knocking that. I was in honor society. Right. Um, just as a homeschooler, though, she didn't, when I saw what grade pressure did to her by third grade, right. I, I, that's, I just thought totally. no more. Well, Roger said, what do you do differently with a delayed reader? What, what would you suggest if someone else is out there, you know, kind of struggling a little bit? Um, well, what I did for mine was um, I never wanted her to feel bad mm -hmm. that she couldn't read. You know your child. You know what is a rebellious spirit one day and what is I simply can't do this. And if you don't, you need to spend more time to get to know your child so you can tell what is... Because that was one of the things is no matter what we're covering, rebellious spirit will not be toler tolerated. But I can't do this, then I'm going to come alongside her. So if it meant that I read to her her history books and I read her science books, the whole point was learning. And I knew that it, I didn't have the confidence back then but I'm glad that I had somebody, another older mom come alongside me to help me. And that's what I try to do for others now. And she's the one who told me, have patience, it will come. And so I read to her. If it meant that we even did tests out loud, then I did my I did the test orally out loud with her. Um, if it meant a ride on board in the living room wall and I wrote everything on there and said it to her, because she was giving me all the right answers. I knew she had that in her. I knew she knew what she knew. She just was a little bit more behind on the comprehending, reading, and getting it written out. And I will tell you this, this is what fixed it. Even though we were going through all these special reading, tutoring, and all this, um, her older sister and her best friend would be at church and between services or whatever, they were, were talking about a series of books they were reading. And they were really getting into, you know, and oh, did you remember this or did you read that? And my daughter sat there, she wanted to be a part of it. Mm -hmm. And so she came to me and she said, can I start reading these books also? Can I read the same series? Well, the series itself was not a problem. I didn't think she could handle them yet, but she was so interested. I said, well, as long as you're covering your schoolwork, yes, you can pick up the book and start reading. 
she's that is where she gained her comprehension and her speed of reading she wanted to catch up with them so bad and have be a part of their conversations of what they were reading in these books that by the time she got through that series of books she was up and going i never had to help her again and yeah. she went through high school just fine yeah. and what it was her pediatrician had explained it to us she needed to train her um attention span right there are some children out there that do have other you know deeper problems with attention and all that and i don't get into that but my daughter only needed to train her attention span she needed to train her mind to pay attention long enough and luckily by somebody mentoring me and telling me just to work with her work beside her I never made her feel like she couldn't do it because even though you don't say words sometimes your actions mm -hmm. will put that in a child whether you realize it or not and so me being willing to work with her and work beside her kept her going until finally whatever was going to take to click finally clicked that's so and good. now she's yeah. she's she's fine that's awesome and i really like that you hit on um the the rebellious child heart or you know versus just not getting it because like um i know there's been times where it was just like i wasn't trying or you know didn't care or was just being a pain but I definitely have felt, and I know some of my siblings too, is that feeling of helplessness and feeling frustration of like, I just can't understand what you're trying to say, you know, and it's like, it's not out of spite, you know, and it's, and I think, you yes. know, it's probably easy to forget that in the moment of being like, what is wrong with you? You know, and it's just like, they're as frustrated <laughs> as you probably are and feeling shame that you're not as fast as this other kid is really, I mean, for example, uh, have you ever seen all those kind of like they're like party riddles you know like where people do like some kind of game or something and there's a trick to it and they're trying it's where everyone goes around in a circle and and basically you're listening for the the riddle and the joke that they're doing and 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 a whole bunch of people are in on it but one person or a couple people aren't and i hate <laughs> being those because it's like i'm not picking up on the joke i don't get what yeah. you're all trying to get me to do and you're all laughing hysterically at me and it's like that can feel that way. I know back in school, you know, there's those times where it's like, I just can't understand this. And uh, I think it's really cool that you um, highlight that, not making them feel like they're well, it's impossible. And you do need, you need to learn each child and you need mm -hmm. to also remember that you cannot put all your children in the same mold. Right. Uh, some curriculum will not work with all the kids. If you get a family full of kids and you can use the same curriculum throughout you are blessed that blessed <laughs> with your teaching and blessed with your husband's hard work and money. You don't have to keep buying. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but it's good for I found out the hard way that when they learn different and it takes different textbooks, sometimes different writings, the way the author wrote the textbook or how, how math is taught across yeah. the board. You know what I mean? You have to be oh, open sure. and you have to be involved in your child's life enough that you can pick up on this, that you can pick up what the problem is. And I'm not, I'm not trying to make it sound easy because it was not easy. I mean, there, it could take years sometimes, <laughs> unfortunately, but you have to, you just, you have to be in there with them. You have to be sure. in it. Um, now, my youngest one, 
broke my heart. She was my last one to homeschool. I noticed what well, I should have noticed that before I had really started her in kindergarten, I was still struggling with the middle daughter trying to get her to read that I'm like, well, we'll start kindergarten or first grade when I have the time to give to her. We just, I can't do it this year, but I had bought some workbooks. Well, one day I picked the workbook up and I found out that my kindergartner was halfway through her math book. And I just thought, well, this just must be scribbling and scrabbling and she's playing. And I go to, to, to let her know, no, this costs money and this is your book and we can't just color in it. And my daughter's like, mom, she can't read, but she's doing the math lessons. Mm. And she said, I've been watching her and she's getting them all right. She's do she's getting math, even though she doesn't know how to read yet. That's you cool. know. Yeah. Well, she's the daughter who, by the time she was in middle school, she needed me less and less when it comes, you know, every morning you yeah. go through the routine. Let's get our books out. Let's see what our lessons are. What do you have questions on? She didn't need me. By the time she got to about the eighth grade, I kid you not, she self-taught herself the rest of the way. Every day, every week, I would say, do you need me? No, I got it. Do you need No, I got it. And she did. Mm -hmm. If she had a question, she would come to me. But she was my one student who just self-taught herself. Yeah. And, you know, that that's was cool that you got so many, you know, th in the three is such a difference for you. And I think that's, that's probably true. Even if you had 10, it's probably that different, you know, for everyone. That's why. Yes. That's why I try to encourage mm -hmm. families and encourage parents to just look at each child individually and don't try to put them in the same mold. Because until you really get going, you don't know what you have. Right. Well, you briefly mentioned it, kind of switching gears here, that you are social media for Apologia. Apologia. Kind of what brought you to Apologia and kind of maybe explain your role a little bit more. Um, well, um, I started working online, I guess you would call it. Um, I first started with the um, Old Schoolhouse magazine years ago, and I worked for them for a number of years. And then it just came uh, for different reasons and different kind of point where I was at in life, then um, I quit working for them and a door opened up at Apologia. And um, I started working there in marketing. I handle other marketing things, but I manage all of our social media. Um, and back when we were able to do conventions and stuff, I really enjoyed traveling mm -hmm. to the um, different conventions and getting to meet parents and sitting down talking and encouraging them if I could and just covering social media there at those events. So I do miss that. Um, but that's, I cover social media and I get to be in the trenches with the parents and I get to answer questions, whether it's just general homeschooling or if they have a question more mm. geared towards us. Yeah. But it's just, it's, it's a blessing to me to be able to still have some connection to homeschooling for sure. And to keep helping people. So, you know, kind of wrapping it up here. Um, what would you say then, just kind of closing thoughts to the mom who is, you know, maybe starting out within the last year or two, maybe even COVID got her into homeschooling, you know, but, um, and is kind of up to the eyeballs, as you say, in stress and in doubt, what would be your final, you know, kind of, uh, advice to her? Um, the way I did it around here and the way I feel like every mom should have the freedom inside herself and father you know, if they're working together on this is one, the first thing is a schedule's great and it helps to keep you on a path. So you know where you're going, 
but a schedule is not concrete. And for me, and, and I'm thankful that my husband had believed the same way, homeschooling is life learning. Mm -hmm. It's everything that comes up in your life, whether it's at home life, your family, you know, outside family, if it's your church, homeschooling is life. So yes, you do need to work your way through textbooks and you do need to learn. Your children do, you know, need to get a great education. You don't know where God's going to lead them in their life. But just remember that if something comes up one day, the whole school year is not blown. You did not fail them. Um, a, a quote that I had heard from somebody else during my, and I wish I could remember who it came from, um, years ago, and I like to tell parents is, teach them what you can, do, what, do the best job you know you're doing. God will fill in the gaps. And... And you just enjoy your time together. Our family is so close. Like I said, mm -hmm. two of my daughters are married. One is still at home. And we're still just as, a, they're, and they are just as close as siblings as if we still all lived in the same house. The son-in-laws, I will say it took them a little while to kind of grasp what our <laughs> family dynamic was. <laughs> and it's not like we're just stuck to each other. Right. But it's a bond. It's a yeah. bond to where like they may not see each other for days, but they're there for each other. It's just, you know, a simple phone call. So don't forget the family. Don't forget the family unit. You are you are homeschooling to give them an education, but you're life schooling. You're training them up to be the adults that God needs them to be so he can use them for whatever he needs them for. I do feel like there is that kind of the Instead of it should be more like you control the schedule versus the schedule controlling you. But it feels like yes. a lot of it is that it's there in black and white. I wrote it, so I have to follow it. And it's OK just you know, to, to let it not be exactly the way you think it's going to be. Uh, and I think that's a social. I don't know. I've seen a lot of social media posts about moms showing their schedules and, you know, having it and all that. And it just I feel like that can feel that pressure again of just building up of like, oh, I got to have yes. it look this picturesque. And they have this cute notebook with all these different ones, you know, one for each child. And it, ugh, it can, I, I, used it to tell, I used to tell moms, keep your schedule close to you. Mm -hmm. It's only for you and your family. You don't want somebody else to either compare themselves. Right to you and think they're failing or they don't need to see your life and think you're failing. It's not their business. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? It's like totally. you, you do what works for your family. When you have young children and you can tell right off the bat, this is not a good day. Okay. Are, are you going to keep fighting that child and trying to shove a textbook under them and make the and like I said again, no rebellious spirits as far as I'm not doing it and they push it away. Right. But as a parent, you need to pick up. This is not a good day. They either don't feel good, they didn't get enough sleep. Something has made them wake up in a different mood. There are so many ways for you to teach them something without sitting at a table, sitting still, and putting a textbook in front of them. So don't waste the day. But don't fight them because you're only going to get frustrated. And if you're really honest about it, they're not going to learn a thing you cover that day because they've done made it up in their mind. They're either too tired or something is the matter. Totally. So that's why if you look at homeschooling as life learning, it's okay if you get it's okay if mom gets up that way. But I will say this too, moms, I had to learn it the hard way. 
you set the tone for your homeschool day. Whichever way you walk out of your bedroom, your kids are going to, I had to learn it the hard way with my own girls. I wished I had learned it sooner. But you set the tone for how that day is going to go by how you walk out of your bedroom and you greet your family for that morning. So think about that, um, you know, and don't be so hard on yourself. We're all going to have bad days. I did not do it perfect, but we got through it. <laughs> well, you could have fooled me. No, I, I we love your perspective, and, and thank you so much for all this. But we're going to wrap it up here. But before that, if anyone wanted to learn more about Apologia or contact you, what would be the best way to reach out? Uh, well, of course, um, you can reach me on the Apologia Facebook page, um, and if you're on Instagram, um, but you can also find so many resources and so many helpful free. We have so much free things out there now to help parents too, just to look at homeschooling and to get started. And that's all at apologia.com. But you can reach out to me on Facebook or Instagram. And I'm always happy to help answer a question, whatever I can do, if I'm able to. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for being here. Uh, you know, it, it's just awesome to hear. Uh, yeah, I, I love, we love it. And everything you had to share was so encouraging to the moms that are going to be listening. Uh, and I think there's more that we could cover for sure. Cause I think you kind of tease a little bit of, you know, that child, uh, as they grow older, going different directions and preparing them for different things. Uh, so I think that would be interesting too, since some of them are married. But, uh, again, I think I might even title this one. Every child is different just because I think that is a really a core thing to what you were mentioning or just talking about. And, uh, yes. we really appreciate you being here and thank you all the moms listening. Uh, have a great week. Uh, we'll be back next week. And as always, don't forget to smile. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Smiling Homeschooler. I hope what Pat shared encourages you to relax and feel the freedom to do what you think is best for each of your children and that you remember that God created each of your children differently and that is okay. Also, we want to say thank you to Student Textbooks for sponsoring the Smiling Homeschooler. You should check out the newest version of the curriculum over on their website, teachingtextbooks.com. Have a great week and as always, keep smiling.